Welcome to Missionary Talks, where we talk with missionaries and learn about their lives and work. Today I'm talking with Katie Folden. She's a missionary on her way to Japan. She's on deputation now. Katie, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, I was raised in a Christian home, and I was saved at age six, and uh, the Lord has called me to be a missionary to Japan, and I'm so excited about getting over there. I was over there last year for about three months, and I'm so excited about getting back there. Can you tell us a little bit about your testimony? You say you were raised in a Christian home. My story starts actually before I was born even. Um, My mother, while I was still in her womb, started praying that I wouldn't even be born unless I was going to be saved and unless I was going to serve God with my life. And I I praise the Lord for how my parents prayed for me and, and that they got me in church right away as soon as I was born and started making sure I had good friends. And I remember one day uh, my friend threw her arm around me and said, we're all a part of the family of God, right? And I said, right. And just immediately I was just so convicted because I knew I'd lied to her. And I, I thought, oh, Lord, I know I'm not a Christian. I know what she's talking about. So uh, that night I got on my knees and and I just prayed and asked God to forgive me and to ask that He take me to heaven one day. And I was just six years old, but I understood very well what it meant to be saved. And I praise the Lord. He he just started working in my heart a desire to serve Him. And I wasn't sure how. Um, There was many things I wanted to be growing up. I started off with wanting to be a ballerina and a waitress and an actress and an airplane pilot and everything else. But it wasn't until I was about... 15 years old when I finally decided I'm going to be a forest stranger. I thought, well, I love trees. I love nature. I think I'll just live like a hermit up in the cabin in the mountains and and, um, just serve God up there by uh, telling people about nature and how God created it. And uh, so that's what I had set my mind to until uh, one day my mom came in to my room and said, Katie, she said, "Um, there's a missionary that came to town and I'd like for you to go hear her speak. I said, okay. And at the time, I had no idea who this lady was really very much. And I might have heard her name, but her name was Elizabeth Elliot. And um, I went to go hear this lady speak. Her testimony of how she stayed with the people in Ecuador, the Aka Indians, even after they had murdered her husband, just really touched my heart. And and what really just moved me was when I looked at her, I could tell she was probably about 70 or 80 years old, but... I thought in my in my head, I thought she has got to be the most beautiful woman I've ever seen in my life because her face just glowed with the glory of God. And I thought, one day, I want to be like that. I honestly didn't think God would call me to be a missionary, but I was open to whatever he wanted me to do. It was about three months later, I suppose, that the Lord just really started working on my heart personally about being a missionary. At first, I just told God, I I think I'm too young, Lord. I kept on telling God, I'm just a child, I'm just a child. And, and one night, it just I couldn't get it off my mind. And, and I, as the Lord kept on speaking to my heart about calling me, I said, Lord God, I said, I'm just a child. I said, I don't think you want me to be a missionary. I said, by the time I get old enough to be a missionary, the rapture probably would have already happened. So, <laughs> like, I could tell God this. But... Um, in my head, the Lord just kept on speaking to my heart, saying, Katie, I want you to read Jeremiah chapter 1. And I said, okay, Lord, I, I have no idea what's in Jeremiah chapter 1, but I'll, I'll read it. Verses 3 through 5 really just jumped out at me. Those verses said, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee, and I ordained thee a prophet to the nations. And then Jeremiah said to God, Oh, Lord God, I cannot speak, for I am a child. But God said, 
say not I am a child, but thou shalt go to all that shall send thee, and whatsoever I command thee, thou shalt speak. When I read that, I knew God wasn't just talking to Jeremiah. He was talking to me, too, and saying, Katie, don't give me excuses. Don't tell me that you're just a child. I want you to go to all that I shall send thee to, and I'll tell you what to say. I said, okay, Lord. I went and told my mom, and I was crying, and but I was happy. I was really glad. And, and two weeks later, it was really interesting how God confirms things, but two weeks later, my cousin came over, and she's done much mission work all over the world, and uh, I remember that she came in, and Mom said, Katie, why don't you tell her what happened? And I said, well, God just called me to be a missionary. She said, really? She said, when was that, Katie? I said, well, that was about two weeks ago or so. She said, was that on a Wednesday night? <laughs> and I said, yes, it is, come to think of it. How did you know? And she said, because that night I was praying that God would call you to be a missionary. I said, wow. And she said, I think that's why God asked me to give you this. And she handed me a little a ring with silver fish all over it. And uh, she said, these fish represent the souls of men. You are to be a fisher of men. I'm an artist and I'm, I'm a visual learner. And so the Lord, I think, really used that to kind of just remind me, this is what I've called you to, Katie. And after that, I thought, okay, I'm going to have to go someplace. So I started praying about, Lord, where do you want me to go? What country do you want me to go to? What people? And I prayed for many, many years. And um, I ended up uh, going to college. I ended up going to Pensacola Christian College. It was there my freshman year that I heard a missionary that came and spoke about uh, Japan and the people of Japan and just the great need there. I mean, there's there's 127 million people in Japan and less than 1% are Christians. That's crazy. And I, I just, it really, God just really began tugging on my heart. And I thought, wait a minute, this can't be from God. I thought, because I'm learning Spanish. My my dad's fluent in Spanish. I thought, wouldn't God call me to a Spanish-speaking country? That just makes sense. <laughs> and so I kind of thought, well, that's probably not God. And I kind of dismissed it from my mind. But uh, the Lord just kept on working in my heart about Japan through different means. And finally, I said, okay, Lord, I said, I would be happy to go to Japan for you. But I, I asked this, I pray that you'll send somebody that can speak the Japanese language that can start teaching me. And less than two weeks later, I had a girl that approached me, actually, and, and said, Katie, I, I see you everywhere around campus. Can I start doing lunch with you And about maybe once a week? And I said, sure, that's fine. And I found out over lunch that her father was a Japanese man, her mother uh, was American, but they were missionaries to Japan, and she started teaching me Japanese over lunch. Yeah, so uh, God is, he's so good. And um, there's this one thing that bothered me, though, and that was that I didn't have a confirmation verse for this yet. And, and it seems like with every major decision in my life, the Lord has given me a confirmation verse, something I can go back to when I start doubting or when Satan starts attacking me. And I can always go back to this verse and say, this is, this is what the Lord said to me. This is, this is the time in my life when he called me. And so I started praying for a verse that the Lord can give me about Japan. And one day when I was praying about this, um, the Lord just really uh, started laying on my heart a, a certain verse. And I was like, oh, Lord, is this my verse? Is this the verse you want me to have for Japan? And I didn't know where it was in the Bible, honestly. I thought, maybe it's Psalm. So I ran and I got my Bible. I said, Lord, 
please show me where this verse is quickly, if this is the verse you want me to have. And so I opened up to my, my Bible, and to my great shock and surprise, uh, the very first page I turned to and the very first verse I looked at was the verse that I had in my head. And uh, that was from the rising of the sun to the going down of the same, the Lord's name is to be praised. And as, of course, you might know, the, Japan is called the land of the rising sun. And so the Lord was really saying, Katie, I want my, my name to be praised in the land of the rising sun. So the Lord definitely confirmed things there, and He just continually uh, just works in my life to confirm things. As as I started preparing for my survey trip over there, everything started falling into place, and and it was interesting. I, I had things going, except for the only thing, that, the only big problem at the time was that um, I didn't have any money. <laughs> and um, I said, Lord, I said, I, I know you want me to go here. I know, uh, I really believe this is your timing. And I asked that you'll send me the money, and and it was it was great. There was a man from Delta that uh, a friend of mine that said, Katie, I'd like to give you a uh, a round trip ticket to Japan for free. And I said, Wow, that sounds great. <laughs> and uh, he said, There's just one thing. He said, You're going to need to have five hundred dollars to pay the taxes. I said, Okay, that sounds fine. And uh, so as I started uh, praying about this this money, it just it just seemed it was not going to come in, and and it got down to the very last day that I needed the funds and um it was the last possible day I could I could get in there before I needed to get the ticket. And as I was praying about this I just said, Lord, I'm gonna trust you. I know this is your will. My mom came home uh from work. She worked at a little gift shop at the time and she brought home a a bracelet for me. And she said, Katie, she said, uh somebody that's never met you before heard that you're gonna be a missionary and they they asked me to give you this. Uh, she asked me to give you a message when I handed you this bracelet. I said, okay. And I looked down at the bracelet, and on the bracelet there was little silver fish all over the bracelet. And she said, she told me to tell you that these fish represent the souls of men. She went on and said the exact same thing my cousin had told me when God had called me to be a missionary in the beginning. I said, praise the Lord. I said, I know he's going to provide. And, and sure enough, somebody I had never met that night when I went to church, um, they said, uh, Katie, we heard that. You're uh, going to be a missionary, and, and we would like to help you out. They said, we just sold a house, and we've been setting aside some money, and we've been praying about who to give this to, and we believe you're our answer to prayer. And they said, it's $500, <laughs> the exact amount that I needed. So God is so good to to provide, and it's true that where God guides, he provides. Now, from this point forward then, what is the process for you to actually get there to, to be there? You've been there on a survey trip. You're on deputation right. now. What are what are your steps here? Right now, I'm traveling from church to church and I'm raising my support. I plan meetings ahead of time and I go to those churches and I, I usually do chalk talks when I go there. I'm, like I said, I'm an artist and I started uh, using chalk talks as a means to tell the gospel and to tell my testimony. I do that in a lot of churches, and so I present my ministry through that means, and I have a DVD presentation I do as well. And so when the churches hear my my presentation, uh, they pray about perhaps taking me on, and if they feel led of the Lord, then they'll start supporting me on a monthly basis. I'm at about 30% of my support that I know of, and I have a little bit more than that coming in, so possibly 35%. Then once you get to the field, what will you need to do? Obviously, you've got a you've got some more language learning. Definitely, I'll be in language school for the first two or three years that I'm there, and uh, it's a very hard language to learn. But there's they say that there's about 
10 years or so that I'll, I'll need to actually become fluent. <laughs> but um, I'm up for the challenge. I'm looking forward to that. But while I'm in language school, there's, uh, it's really neat how God planned it, but there's a missionary that I knew even while I was in college that's working in the city right next to the language school. So I'll be able to work with him and his family um, as they're planning right now their second church in Japan. They've already been there for over 30 years and have already planted a church and a Bible college and a mission board for the Japanese people. And so I'll be helping them planning their second church in the city of Saku. I'll be studying in, in the city of Garuizawa and working with him as a church planning assistant. So mainly I'll be a, a church planning assistant as um, I'm in Japan helping missionaries be, uh, being their Sunday school teachers, knocking on doors, just whatever I can do to help them. Um, there's a great need. There's so so few missionaries in Japan right now. There, some mission boards have just given up on Japan kind of as a lost country. It's just so hard uh, to work there in many ways. It's just so spiritually unprepared, I guess you would say. There's so little lack. There's so little Christian influence. That's very, very hard country to work in. So I'll be working as a church planning assistant, but also um, I'm going to be doing my chalk art throughout the country in churches and camps and perhaps parks and other things like that. So that's a great thing. Um, also teaching English and teaching art. I found that the Japanese people put a very high premium on the arts, and they they love uh, artists. They love learning about art. Uh, they'll take their children to parks and say, uh, draw this, draw this, and they'll point to everything and, and give them notebooks to sketch them because they want their children to be artists. Everybody just really loves the arts over there. So I, I see that. Uh, in many ways, as being just a great door to to share the gospel through. Uh, you know, when I was in college, I majored in art and I minored in missions, and everybody said, why are you doing that? They said, if you're going to be a missionary, they said, why, why aren't you majoring in missions? I said, I don't know. This is just what God asked me to do. So, But when I got to Japan, I really saw how uh, God can use art in a great way over there. And the, the thing that I'm probably most excited about right now is that the Lord's given me a vision for a way to reach people all over Japan, not just in the places that I will be, but uh, that is through writing and illustrating evangelistic material. And um, they have something over there called manga, which is kind of like our comic books, but everybody reads it over there. The older people, the younger people, everybody reads it. It has a wide variety of, of subject range, but they uh, look to the manga to see how they should live their lives. Um, I, I, I read that in Japan Today magazine. That's what they look to. And I said, if that's what they're looking to to see how they should live their lives, I want to put truth in there. So I'm going to be putting the gospel and the, and the manga and stories of real Christian uh, people that are Japanese people that have come to the Lord. And I, I look forward to using this material, kind of like what we see in our tra- chick tracks, uh, but using this material to reach Japan. What is the dominant religion there that you're going to be working with? Well, a lot of people, most of the people over there are Shinto. Um, they Shintoists, I guess you would say. They they have uh, Buddhism is also huge. It's not Buddhism really isn't a religion. It's more of a self help type thing where they're trying to reach perfection. But uh, Shintoism is huge, and uh, every child when he's born is dedicated actually to a false god. Through a Shinto priest, they come and put a mark on their heads, and they're dedicated to a false god. And um, even the ground, before they build anything, 
um, any type of structure. They'll dedicate the ground to the spirits of the ground. They'll have a Shinto priest come out there and perform a ceremony to dedicate the ground to demons, basically. So pretty much every every structure and every person is every piece of ground is dedicated to Satan and his demons through the Shinto priest over there. Do you have a testimony you'd like to share? The thing I've found most powerful and most needful in my mission work is prayer. And uh, I've, I praise the Lord for faithful prayer partners who, um, who partner with me every day to pray for me. And that's one advantage of, of going to raise support myself instead of just being paid by a mission board is, is that I get to pick up prayer partners along the way, and I, I really see a huge difference that it makes. Um, I know one time I, I was about to make a long trip, and and I actually had to ride on a Greyhound bus for this trip. I was uh, going to a missions meeting. I booked my, my bus ticket, and when I did, I, I thought, you know, I really want the Lord to do a great work through this. And, and usually whenever I travel, wherever I'm at, I try to be attentive to what the Holy Spirit's doing around me and, and what He wants me to do and and uh, make sure that my prayer partners are up to date so that they know how to pray for me and, and so that wherever I go, the Lord uh, will be glorified. And so I, I called my prayer partners and I said, I'm, I said, I'm going on a trip. I'm, I'm taking a Greyhound bus and I need for you guys to pray for me. I want you to pray that, that the Lord will be glorified and that I'll get to witness to somebody on this trip, somebody that doesn't know the Lord and and that the Lord will protect me. And uh, they said, okay. And, and so they started praying right away. I got on the bus. You know, if you've ever been on a Greyhound bus, you know there's some pretty rough characters on there. And and uh, But I, I got on. I said, Lord, just direct me to the place where you want me to sit, the person you want me to sit to and, and uh, next to. And so I, I spotted this one little lady, and I thought, well, she looks like a pretty nice lady. And and uh, the Lord said, yep, that's the one I want you to sit next to. And, and so I sat down next to her, and I started talking with her, and I soon found out uh, that she had just got out of prison that day. <laughs> and uh, she had nothing uh, on earth but the clothes on her back. And uh, she said, they gave me these clothes today. I have, uh, she was going to stay with her sister. She said, I have no home. She said, I have no money. She said, they gave me a few dollars. Uh, that they're going to send ahead. She's like, I don't even have money on the bus with me. She said, they sent $30 to the place I'll be staying at. And uh, as she started talking, I, I just realized she was just broken. She had nothing. And as I started talking to her, her hopelessness turned into hope because I started just sharing with her about how Jesus can give her hope. And I praise the Lord that she was saved that day on riding down to Jacksonville, Florida. She was she was saved. And, and I thought, how incredible that on this day that she could be released from two prisons, one from her physical prison and one from the spiritual prison that she had been in for so many years. That is that is exciting to, mm-hmm. to see how the, the Lord can use us to accomplish his work. And, you know, as missionaries, that's what we do. But it's just that's thrilling right. when you when you actually put it in words and think about it that way. Well, Katie, it's been great talking to you. Is there anything else you'd like to share as we close? A lot of people come up to me and, and they believe the Lord's working in their heart perhaps about going into missions or some type of ministry work. And I always tell them, if if you believe the Lord is, is calling you in this, this way, this direction, ask God that He give you a verse, a confirmation verse that you can always go back to when uh, when Satan starts to attack you and when things doubts start to come back in your mind. Ask Just ask God to speak to you about this. He says, 
that he's um, more than happy to answer our, our requests. And he, he wants you to know. He says that he doesn't want to hide his will from us, but he wants us to know what his will is. And so ask God that he just give you a, a verse that you can always go back to when, when doubts or things start to come in your mind that uh, would cause you to, to want to faint. And so I always tell people, uh, look for that. Just ask God for that, and he'll be faithful to give that to you. He'll also confirm it through other people. If if God is really calling you uh, into a type of service, the Lord will use many other people and other ways to let you know and make sure that you don't miss your calling, so to speak. But uh, I think that the important thing is to be obedient and, and willing, most of all. And, and this, too, I think one mistake that I made early in ministry was that I, I had focused so much, I think, on getting to Japan. I thought, God has called me to Japan, and I'm going to get to Japan. And so I really started focusing on that. And the Lord convicted me after a while and said, Katie, he said, I didn't ask you to focus on getting to Japan. I asked you to focus on me. And um, so I think it's it's very, very important that we don't make our focus our ministry, but make our focus God and God will show us each step that we need to take in order to, to to do the ministry that he's called us to. So the most important thing is definitely making sure that we are uh, focused on God and making him our goal and not the ministry our goal. You've been listening to Missionary Talks with David Peach. Please visit us at missionarytalks.com.